Yo, welcome back to the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. Today we have an amazing guest, Matt Fleming. Matt is a transformational life coach and one of my motherfucking guys. He works with Shawn Michael Crane for his program and really just helped me dial in for my body what works and ultimately what allows me to push myself even with all the injuries. So today you're going to hear a little bit about Matt's story. Matt is an amazing human fucking being. Just one of those dudes I look up to because he's so admirable about the way he carries himself and all the shit he's been through, and just the most humble, nice dude uh, for me. You know, I like to battle with ego and shit, so it's funny meeting a nice dude, because I'm like, man, uh, it just shows us in our own right what we can do to be better human beings. So you guys are going to love that. Yo, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, go leave a five-star rating and review. Tell this podcast has helped you, you know, and, and how we can be able to use this on mindset to just help us in any avenue in life. Of course, we talk about the podcasting game here you know, and how to be able to strengthen your podcast and be the best that you can be to really just transform your clients' business and lives, your audience's business and lives. So first thing, leave five-star rating and review. Second thing, sign up for our Facebook group, Recalibrated Man. That's where you're going to be able to learn how to take that idea, transform it into, you know, success for your clients' businesses, for your audience, and really talk about, you know, why you should have a podcast and the benefits of, uh, sharing your story and so forth. So you're going to want to join there. That's going to get you in our exclusive mastermind. And that's where you're going to be able to jam with me every month. We have a group session at only $47 a month. And uh, we go through the A through Z of podcasting, you know, my nine step course to build a successful podcast. We also go into the nitty gritty, you know, talking about uh, branding, aligning it to your new message, whatever it needs to be, you know, because like I said, I've been doing this thing for a little bit of time. And uh, throughout that time, things shift. So you need to be able to be ready for that. Also gear your podcast for the long run. So you guys are going to want to click there. Go to the show notes, Recalibrated Man Facebook group. I've got my story, you got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then look the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen, I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left, the winner's paradigm. But the one thing about Matt that I love the most is just a great dude, but he gives great advice, you know, and one of the things uh, that really, you know, stuck with me when we talked is he was saying, you know, doing the things that you don't want to do when you don't want it. And uh, for me, I've been going through that, you know, I've been sick for two days this week, so I did burpees and uh, really haven't been able to do much. And uh, it, it sucked, you know, and even the days um, this week, like the burpees, like I didn't feel like doing it, but I had to push myself in order to do it to feel better. And then after, you know, of course, you're like, oh, I don't feel bad after a workout. But I just really had no will in me. And then uh, mentally figuring my shit out and journaling and going through another tough patch. And instead of me, you know, doing the things that I usually would do, uh, I'm finding myself, you know, really wasting time sometimes. So it's really journaling and that and so forth. So I love the way he was talking about, you know, you're not going to feel bad after a workout. I've been doing just thousands of burpees and fucking uh really honing myself into getting my mind in check because it's been difficult, you know, and I think that's where that strong power comes from is when you figure out for yourself 
what you have to do to elevate, but more importantly, you know, what's going to get you more into your passion uh, to get you through that tough thing. And for me, it was like, this shit's not going to break me. It's going to make me better as a human being, as a father, as a husband. Uh, so I need to step it the fuck up. And one of the ways I can step it the fuck up is by acknowledging, hey, it's okay to not feel okay. And I need to start moving differently in order to be able to do that. And whether that's bad or good, you know, you're going to have to go through your shit and figure it out. But for me, uh, it was being able to have great conversations like this that really changed the way I started thinking about everything. My man, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the Winner's Paradigm podcast, brother. You're a huge inspiration to me, you know, joining your coaching program with Sean. But more importantly, it's getting to know you as a person uh, was something for me that helped me out because I was like, man, this dude does not stop. He does not quit. You know, I love hearing you speak. So I just wanted to turn the floor to you, brother, and say, hey, you know, who are you? Uh, what are you passionate about today, brother? Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. Like you said, my name's Matt. Um, you know, I'm a in-person trainer and uh, more recently been doing the Unstoppable Coaching Program with the online fitness um, with my buddy, Sean, who obviously, you know, you guys got connected, which is how we got connected. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on here and just letting me share a little bit about my story. Obviously, you know, passionate about fitness. Um, it's been a big game changer for me and how I've been able to turn my life around. You know, a little bit about my story is um, I just fell into that vicious cycle of drugs and alcohol and partying at a really young age, and it never stopped for me. <laughs> it's an easy way to put it, you know. Um, and then until it just got to that point where I'm starting to get severe consequences, um, you know, the the drugs and the alcohol always lead people to, to the county jail, and I was, I was no exception to that rule just became a revolving door for me with the probation and in and out of detox facilities, um, rehabs, and just, just living that life that you don't want to live. You know, it doesn't look good whenever you're, you're 26, 27, 28 years old, still going into detox and just can't get it together. Um, so yeah, that's, that was my life in a nutshell, basically. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. And that's one thing I love about you as well, you know, is you're open about that process, like what those changes were like. And even when you're putting your stories up of running and you're talking about whatever it is, you know, it always comes to that great lesson. And that's something for me, you know, now that uh, yesterday is actually a year of me not drinking and just being around you guys has been amazing because I didn't really have that self-awareness, especially when I stopped drinking, like I would make excuses. Like one thing I was, I kept saying was, uh, and it literally pissed me off was a year ago, fucking the last time I had a drink, wasn't even a real drink. It was a sip because my mother-in-law was like, Hey, drink this. I made this. And I put that excuse there. So I was talking to Sean and it was like, Hey, you keep not owning up to that shit, whether it was a sip of alcohol or a fucking drink. So you need to own up to it and move forward from there. And that's where I was like, man, you know, I keep giving my power away saying these things or being like, oh, you know, uh, my problem was is I do everything right, but but I don't have my nutrition right. So it was awesome being around you guys and then understanding, uh, especially when you'd get on me because you're like, hey, why did you eat fast food? And I'm like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have done that. So I really appreciate you, you know, for doing that for me. But two, you guys taught me that other side. And that's something that helped me break through, you know, more of those limiting beliefs and then kind of have a different mindset. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Congratulations on a year, dude. That's that's fucking huge. You know, um, sobriety is a superpower, and uh, you know you hear Sean say that all the time, and it's so true, man. You can do. I don't care where you're at in life. Like you're just gonna be that much better if you're not having to deal with the the hangovers or the late nights or whatever it may be. You know, it feels good to wake up each day sober and just ready to attack it and get every last bit of that day. 
um, you know, making the most of each day that you possibly can. So congratulations. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's where for me, I get up at three because my wife leaves at five to go to work. Yeah. So uh, I just started learning that was like, bro, I, I barely even fucking sleep. And normally I'm going to sleep 10, 30, 11. So I'm already dealing with that, the joint pain, the migraines, throwing up every morning. And I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, it just makes me more appreciative because at three, I'm like, I don't want to be up. I don't feel good, but I still go to the gym. And then after the gym, like, bro, I would not be able to do that if I was hungover or if I stayed up all night partying. Uh, and two, it's like now I'm starting to understand, like, hey, man, like there's a little bit of shame and embarrassment behind that. Because when we were doing it, you know, it's like we were suppressing that pain and we weren't really letting ourselves be the best that we could be. I literally was explaining this to my wife the other day where it was like, it's awesome when you work on yourself that much and then you're around people like you guys. Uh, because then you understand like offering the best part of yourself to other people. And for me, it's like, Hey, being the good friend and saying the shit you don't want to hear. And I'm like, bro, Sean chews my ass all the fucking time. And Matt will come at me and be like, Hey man. Uh, cause you were like, how's your diet been? I was like, Oh, I ate Taco Bell because I was at an event and I needed to get something. And you're like, nah, bro, you don't need to be doing that. Like you could have stopped at the grocery store and got chicken. And I was like, you know what? You're making a damn good point. You know, uh, I need to take more priority on doing those things. So I really appreciate you because that's, again, you know what I said, like you helped me level up was the small things like that, that I traditionally would mess up at. And then that's where I'd make a pattern of those habits. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's easy to like fall in that uh, trap of doing it one day and then two days. The next thing you know, you can't remember the last time you ate healthy. It's just so, it's so much better to stay consistent, man. And fitness, that's why I love fitness. I'm like, it's taught me everything. Like you can take all these little lessons that you learn in the gym and apply them to everyday life. <clears throat> but I wanted to touch on something real quick. You said like, you know, dealing with sobriety, you kind of realized you had all this, uh, you know, negative feelings and, and um, other things you had to deal with. And that's so true, man. Cause I think some people have this misconception that like if you, you know, I kind of did. I know I did. I was like, all right, I'm going to get sober. You know, I was ruining my life and uh, everything's just going to be okay. And what I came to find out was that like, I still had all the problems. And I, it was almost even worse because I had to deal with them sober now. Not like trying to say that getting sober is the wrong thing. I'm just saying like, I got sober and now I got to deal with them clear headed. So it's like getting sober won't solve all your problems, but it will make it possible to start solving all of your problems. And that's what I've been able to do in sobriety, you know? Um, by the grace of God, I just had over two years recently, but it's been a long time struggle for me, man. Like I started really getting heavily into drinking and using, um, you know, at 17, I'd say around 15 is when the drinking became a problem. Like just going to parties, I always felt really um, insecure and, and uh, didn't, I was very shy, you know, make it easy. And so drinking became that thing that I leaned on to get comfortable around people. But by the time I was 17, I was doing the harder drugs. And by the time I was like, I'd say 23, it was just, you know, into the worst of the worst types of things you could be doing. Um, vicious cycles in and out of rehabs and stuff. I think I got my first real attempt at getting sober at 26. Um, and I stayed clean and sober for, I think, 15 months, a little over a year. And I, I stopped doing the things that I was taught in the beginning. I stopped going to the gym. I stopped, you know, um, reaching out for outside help. Um, and I thought I could drink like normal people. And I quickly found out I couldn't, you know, within six months of drinking. And I went to my, it's funny, I I went to this concert. It was a Suicidal Tendencies concert. And uh, oh, yeah. 
Offspring and Pennywise, all these bands I love were playing. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to celebrate with a drink, you know. And I had a great time that night. I got, you know, hammered. Nothing bad happened. I drank like a normal, I guess a normal person somewhat. But within six months, right, I'm living back in my car again. And I'm just addicted to all those hard drugs. And uh, that was, uh, I'm grateful that that happened because it made me realize that like, hey, I'm not a normal person and that's okay. Um, and it took me a couple more years to get it together from that point, you know, faced even some more really severe uh, consequences. That's when I ended up in the hospital that you were talking about earlier. Um, you know, I got to hold some bad drugs and I ended up with, with uh, endocarditis, which is like a, a pretty serious infection in your heart. It can kill you if they don't catch it. I thank God they caught mine. But the crazy thing is, is like I also had an abscess in my spine that was millimeters from my spinal cord and uh, that almost paralyzed me. So it was uh, looking back, I kind of put the pieces together. It was a blessing that I had the thing in my spine going on with me because that's what was causing me the physical pain. Like mm -hmm. I was in so much pain. I had to go to the hospital. They didn't even find that thing at first. They found the thing in my heart first, which I don't think was causing the pain, but like put me on antibiotics, gave me a pick line, which is like this little little needle they put put in your arm and it uh, sends a tube all the way to your heart and it just pumps these antibiotics to get rid of the infection. Well, like two weeks into my hospital stay, um, you know, I did a second MRI because I told them my back was hurting so bad. Literally felt like I was just getting poked with a knife over and over again in my lower back. And they'd already done an MRI and said they didn't find anything. But that second one, they put me, they pumped me full of contrast, which like makes it show up a little bit better, darker shades of gray. Like you can just see a little bit more detail. Mm -hmm. I found this little tiny abscess in my spine right near my spinal cord so they did like an emergency surgery and uh kind of pressure washed it out i mean i don't really know what went on i just you know they put you out put you under so oh. weird experience um but again another blessing from god that like i was able to make it out of that you know um i've heard of uh people you know not making it through the, the endocarditis thing and so just a huge blessing. I ended up spending like 72 days in the hospital at that point um, and uh, had to learn another lesson, right? I started drinking again. You would think something like that would just make you realize what you had, but uh, it didn't. It, I, I relapsed right after I got the day I got out of the hospital and it took me one more year before I finally just said enough is enough. And I, I checked myself into detox, um, got sober, and now I have a little over two years, you know. But uh, from all those lessons, I've learned one really valuable thing, and that's just like, don't ever think you got this. You know, I don't care how much time I have. It doesn't really mean anything. It's just every every day should be treated like day one. And that's honestly how I feel today. So, like, we're, we're first thing in the morning today. Like, this is day one for me. Bro, I love that so much. And that's some shit that hit me. Uh, I actually was talking to one of my buddies who's a substance abuse counselor, and I got fucking cocky. Uh, and this was around the time, you know, me and my wife were having issues, you know, and she went to go with the family for the weekend and, uh, we had an alcohol in the house because I always kept it here as a reminder because I was like, I used to drink gallon of whiskey and I fucking got this and I got cocky that day. And I was just like, he's like, do you ever get the cravings? And to that point, I really didn't, you know, it was like nine, uh, seven months or something at the time. And, uh, that was the first time. Cause I did seven months and then had that sip and then fucking, uh, went back, uh, had the sip and then I was just really upset. Right. So um within that first time it was like in that period and uh, i got cocky you know and i was just like i don't get the fucking cravings i just really don't want to drink no more like i'm so aligned to what i'm doing and then that yeah. shit hit me that night bro and i was just like fuck dude like 
I'm feeling some shit. I am depressed and I just want to start drinking. And I realized like in that moment, you know, I started doing some burpees, started doing some push-ups. I went for a fucking walk and I was like, this anxiety wouldn't go. Uh, the good thing is I have kettlebells. So I was doing like a kettlebell walk and just making myself suffer, which ultimately made me feel better at the end, uh, you know, was in a, a clear headspace. And I was just like, bro, I feel so happy that like I was able to understand this. And that's why yesterday I put a post out. Um, you know, my first drink was at like 12 years old because my cousin was like, you won't steal that smearing off from your mom and chug it. So I did it. And then it was just like watching my parents be like, oh, drinking is the greatest thing ever. And for me, you know, like you mentioned, you being shy, I was the same way. You know, uh, everybody in my family always treated me like I'm the one I'm different. But when it came to me, I was like, bro, I don't feel this shit. Like I don't have the confidence. Uh, I'd never I would work out like crazy, you know, in, in the summers for wrestling and shit. And I would bulk up, but I never really uh, had the body that I wanted. And and really, you know, struggled with all these fucking things. Or at my mom's house, it was the nutrition side that didn't matter. So I always had that in my head that I can just outperform my nutrition. And then it was like, you know, drinking that gallon of whiskey, stopping doing that and realizing like, bro, I need to come to the, the root of this problem and, and deal with this pain. So for me, you know, that day uh, changed my life because I realized that the way I was looking at it, saying certain shit, you know, is like, yeah, you know, I mean, for most people, you can say that for people, for men, you can come at it logically and be like, hey, bro, it's fucking embarrassing what you're doing. But at the same time, it's like, that's where that grace comes in. It's like, bro, we were at that same position and we struggled with the same thing. And now I'm looking at it. And I'm like, bro, I see people, you know, my parents like in their 40s doing the same shit. And it's like, man, you know, if I didn't stop, that's exactly the path I would have been taking. Uh, so yeah. it just makes me more grateful for it. And that's why I posted yesterday was like, uh, one of my boys, you know, the last time I seen him, he died at 19 of cancer before I deployed. Uh, I was blacked out drunk talking about I wanted to kill myself because my stepdad almost shot my wrestling coach and I had these violent thoughts, but I couldn't go to medical for it and get help because then they're going to lock me up for saying, you know, oh, yeah, I wanted to kill this dude because of what was going on in my life. So it was crazy for me because uh, I had a dream, you know, and I was telling my friend like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to. Uh, he had a fucking terminal illness. And here I am all blacked out drunk talking about killing myself. And, and didn't realize, you know, how far I was, you know, losing it at that time. So it was awesome. You know, yesterday just sitting there and I was just like, bro, I'm so fucking grateful for this moment because that was something that I didn't think about. You know, when I was going through the midst of it, I was just uh, trying to do every single thing right. And I was thinking I can just party and do that. And then I realized, like, I'm not like most people. You know what I mean? I got a lot of deep pain, a lot of yeah. suffering that happened uh, prior to in life. And that's why for me, you know, we have to live disciplined lives and be able to do all these things that, uh, we don't want to do because that's what builds us to be better people. So I really appreciate you sharing that, brother. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said too, how you were feeling something and you went and just crushed a workout, right? Because like, I don't know, man, it's impossible for myself personally. And I'd say this is to be true uh, for everybody is that like, you cannot be depressed or have anxiety if you just go like, go push through a workout. I don't know. Like there's just nothing that doesn't fix, you know, a long run, any type of exercise really. Um, there's actually scientific, scientific proof to that as well. It's like when you contract your muscles, you're secreting uh, hormones in your bloodstream. Scientists call them hope molecules, man. And when they get to your brain, they make you resilient against stress, anxiety, depression, all these things. Um, and, uh, yeah, just uh, it, it, it helps so much. It's such a way to make yourself feel better. The problem is it's actually it's hard work, right? So that's why most yeah. people don't want to do it. So you're going to. Most people are going to be like, well, I want my Lexapro or my uh, Xanax or whatever it is. 
And really, that's just a replacement drug. It's going to make you go up just like a normal drug does and then make you drop back down a little bit even lower. So higher highs and lower lows. And yeah. you just want more and more of it. And the next thing you know, and now you have something else you're, you're dependent upon. Yeah. See, see, that's the good thing about me. Uh, I never really talked about it, and I always try to go away from it. But, um, yeah, for me, I couldn't, I can't take antidepressants or anything like that. I learned that at a young age because my dad's bipolar. Uh, yeah. So my dad told me that. And then I didn't really realize it until, like, my boys were like, oh, we get the shit $3 a pop. So here goes me taking Xanax, whatever, and it made me sad as fuck. So when I got in the military, they prescribed me antidepressants. And then I got started getting fat, just taking them for like two weeks um, because I started just feeling depressed, having fucking panic attacks that are telling me that I'm forcing myself to feel that way. And I'm like, bro, I know I can't take this shit because it doesn't make me feel like everybody else where they're like, oh, yeah, Xanax is this great fucking thing. I'm like, bro, Xanax makes me have the craziest fucking thoughts known to man. And I'm sitting in my room fucking shaking and then I can't perform, you know? So it was something for me where it was like, I had the opportunity to learn about that shit, but yeah. two, it was like, uh, e even now, you know, I'm always saying that people get mad at me and I'm like, antidepressants don't work for me. Yeah. Some people they do, but I was just like, if you look at it and you look at their practice of what they're doing and how it aligns to, you know, where they are in their life, uh, you can see exactly that. And I know for me, like when we're talking about the workouts, you know, like I don't want to fucking do those things. Uh, even today, you know, I didn't want to get up and do cardio and I didn't want to do abs, but I was like, I need to get this shit done. And I was throwing up before the gym and I was just even on the treadmill for 30 minutes. And I was just like, fuck dude, like my body does not feel good, but felt a little bit better after. And it was the fact, like you said, you know, you got to push yourself. Uh, you got to do that hard work and it's just going to put you in a different mind space. And I think a lot of people don't realize that because they didn't go through those things. So that's what I love about us. You know, it's like, we had that part where like, yeah, you know, we had an addiction. We battled it every single fucking day. And that's why we show up with this different sign of energy. So for you, brother, how important is it when you're trying to help your clients understand that it's a lifestyle change that they're going to have to have if they do want that dream body that they say they want? Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, it is a lifestyle change. So we don't ever expect anyone or I don't expect anyone to make these drastic changes overnight. Like for myself, um, it was a lot of small, you know, steps in the right direction. Um mm -hmm finding new ways to challenge myself waking up a little bit earlier like i don't think waking up early makes you more successful or have, like gives you it gives you an edge if you use it properly right or if you only have so many hours in a day like one of the the biggest things i did for myself to push myself when i first got sober is like fuck it i'm gonna do a marathon you know and i couldn't even run a mile i ran my first mile i was gassed out like i've always been a weightlifter so i went back to lifting weights instantly i had that background um so i was I knew what to do there. I knew how to eat right. And I knew how to get in shape, but I was like, running was never my thing. So I wanted that mental challenge. I started waking up like <clears throat> the marathon was in Hawaii for one. It started at 4 a.m. So I was like, fuck, I got to get uh, used to running first thing in the morning. So I was waking up at three and, and going running. You know, I started running three miles at four in the morning. Then I got up to five. There were some mornings I was running 10 miles at, at four in the morning, certain days. Then I got up to, you know, I did my 20 mile run. Um, and then I went and did the marathon in Hawaii and, uh, dude, that was, that was so tough. That was like, I'm not a runner. I'm not fast. I've never ran long distances. I learned more about myself in that last, I'd say eight miles, six to eight miles. And than I ever have before about pushing through something tough because I think around mile 18, my hips just locked up. My knees were, you know, toast. I had this developed this giant blister on the bottom of my foot. And uh, it's hot, man. It's humid out there. 
I remember the first mile in at 4 a.m. I was already sweating. And, um, you know, just pushing through that last stretch of, of making it to the finish line was like, I, I remember getting to the park, like the finish line was at a park. And I just like got my little medal and went and found a tree. I was so hungry. I didn't, I couldn't even go any further. I just laid down under that tree, dude, and passed out. Um, but man, talk about like developing some mental toughness. You know, you do something hard like that. And then when other things in life to come up that, are difficult they're probably not you know less difficult than that but you just you just put yourself back in those moments yeah i also do that a lot with um when i don't want to do something like i think back to times i was in the holding tank in county jail just one more time like wishing i was anywhere else or in another detox facility or in the hospital i'm like all right if i was in those moments right there like i would do anything to be able to go to the gym you know what i mean so fuck it let's just go to the gym like i might not feel like it right this second but I've never gotten out of a out of a workout and been like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, it's just in the beginning that's hard. So finding those little little nuggets that you can just uh, stick right up here and, and uh, you know dig them up when you need to. No man, uh, I love that so much. You know, and and definitely that's something you helped me with. Uh, definitely when we started the program and you were talking about, hey, what your limitations? And I was like, I can't squat. You know. Um, and that was something that I started doing is I worked my way up to do squats, you know, and like I said, I'll put 225 on, I'll use a Smith machine and I feel good. And I'm like, man, I can finally do a little bit. And the thing that got me there was just doing burpees every day. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to do, you know, 10 burpees, 50 burpees. And it fucking sucked, you know, like every single day I was just like, my knee hurts. And then I fucking dislocated my shoulders multiple times. So, uh, slip, my shoulders slipped out when I'm bench pressing one day, cause I fucking wanted to go too heavy. And, uh, compromise my form you know so then it was something where it was like bro i can't be doing those things if i want a better result so i just remember what you said and i'm like all right you know i'm gonna start training differently this way and uh letting you know first and foremost like hey i need help here so that's what i can do because that was something i never wanted to do you know was go to uh especially having a fitness coach and being like hey man you know could you help me out here because in my head i was like i already know what to fucking do but i don't know what to do because if i did know i would be at where i want to fucking be so I had to go to you to be able to get that expert help. And that's where I appreciate you, bro. It's like, you've definitely changed my perspective on that because that was something for me, you know, I was just so fucking stubborn with where I'm like, I don't need a coach. I don't need somebody to tell me what to fucking do. I just need to get to work. And then yeah. when we really looked at it, I was just like, yeah, there's a reason why I'm not where I want to be. And there's a reason why, you know, when I started the program, it's been completely different. Yes, you know, I'm hanging out about 203, 204, but I keep adding more muscle. I'm looking leaner. And it's like, well, I'm wearing the weight differently. And also I'm feeling better and continually can be able to push it. So grateful for that because that was something where it's like, uh, for me, it was just going to the gym and then it's putting the time in, time in. And then it's like six weeks, you feel good. And then you have those three weeks where you're like, I really don't want to fucking be here. And then you're just like, you know what? I should just quit and go home and just fucking sit on the couch. You know what I mean? And play some video games or something just to feel good instantly. And that's been something, you know, especially being around you guys where I'm like, Hey, you know, it's normal to have those phases uh, to where you don't feel like you don't want to do it. You know, you don't feel healthy. You don't feel good. And then still increase that capacity. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Pushing ourselves every single day. That's the, that's the, the planet in that show. So I appreciate the kind words. And sometimes, you know, we just need that accountability of that, that brotherhood of uh, being around other people that are striving for the same thing. Because if you look at the average person in the world, like most people aren't going to really push you to be that person. Right? Like I do a lot of people watching these days when I go to the grocery store or whatever it may be. And it's just like, man, what does this world come to? 
Um, and it, it's it's fucked up, you know, setting ourselves up for failure. Hundred percent. I'm the same fucking way, especially being around you know all the high level guys. Yeah. Uh, it's just something even normal conversations. Like I've worked on it to get better to where I don't want to fucking scream at everybody. Now I'm laughing because you see shit and you're just like, okay, you know. So it was like one dude wanted to tell me what to fucking do, and I was just watching this man, and I'm like, well, he's drinking sodas, he's eating chips, he's drinking a beer. Like I'm gonna pray for this dude because he needs it, but it's like uh, that advice he's giving may be good advice, but I'm not gonna take it know 100 to heart because he's not living the life that he needs to live in order to be the best version of himself he can say it but like you can see for yourself somebody's habits tell fucking everything about them uh so that was something that hit me you know was just being kinder on that approach was just like hey you know what i mean people are going to show you exactly who they are you just got to give them time to do that and that's where now it's been a different light because normally they just want to scream at people and i'm just like bro you don't fucking get it you need to fucking get it and it's like well they're not going to get it because they haven't had that awareness that wake up call, that injury that pushes that needle for them. And it's like, Hey bro, this shit needs to fucking change. Or you're going to keep repeating the same things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Lead by example. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the best way. It's like attraction, not promotion. So yeah, I'm going to tell people, um, if they ask me, you know, I I don't think I'm just going to call up on someone like, Hey, you need this or that. But, um, you know, work so fucking hard on yourself that people start to ask what you're doing. You know what I mean? It's like, oh shit! Like you just, what's this guy doing? How's he? How's he so happy? How's he living the life like that? It's like, all right, you want to know? Let's go. You know, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show you the way. Hell so. yeah, brother! And and I'll wrap it up here. The one question that I ask everybody who comes on the show: yeah. What would you say to the previous version of yourself? You don't know where to start. You just want to align yourself to your definition of success. Man, well, for the previous version of myself, like I was definitely, you know, first ditching the drugs and alcohol, like that's got to go number one. Um, from there, I would say get yourself, surround yourself with some people that are you're doing what you want. So find people that have what you want and, and figure out a way to get around them. Uh, exercise for sure. Like I've met so many good friends in the gym. And when you meet people in the gym, you already automatically have that common interest of working out. So you can probably guess they're going to be living a little bit healthier lifestyle um they, they might drink of course you know not everyone's completely sober but like you have that foundation of of a healthy lifestyle and wanting to push yourself right off the bat so a great place to meet people um surrounding yourself with people getting sober and just finding new ways to challenge yourself level up new skills um you know all that stuff yeah, bro. I love that advice. Uh, that's something that I had to do is I switched to a gym. Uh, it's still halfway commercial, but there's a lot of bodybuilders that are in the gym. And yeah. then two, you know, going at three, going at four, it's having that mutual respect with those same dudes uh, who are always there. So it's been awesome because one of the dudes, uh, I still think he's fucking crazy. The reason why is this motherfucker at three in the morning, hi, and gets all happy with people and shit. And I'm like, bro, how the fuck are you this happy this early? You know what I mean? So it's cool because it's like, it's a big fucking dude. And I'm like, if that big ass fucking dude's this happy right now, I need to fucking check myself, you know? So uh, it's been awesome, you know, just being around that kind of energy where it's like, traditionally I'd just be fucking pissed in the gym, you know, going at it. And then now it's like seeing those same four or five guys and it's like, well, they're here every fucking day. So that means I gotta be here every fucking day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's that accountability going back to that, you know? So that's awesome, man. I'm proud of you. Hell yeah. And uh, changing your life, man, so. I appreciate you, brother. You've been an amazing guest. And I know uh, 
my plan eventually I'm going to get to Santa Barbara and then I'm going to interview everybody in person. So you're going to be one of those guys that I'm going to make be there uh, or I'm going to figure out how to fucking make that happen. So I appreciate you, my friend. Where can people follow you if they want to keep up with you? They want to hear more about you, brother. Um, on Instagram, it's just my first and last name with official. So Matt, M-A-T-T, Fleming, F-L-E-M-I-N-G, and then official. Um, Facebook, just Matt Fleming. And those are the two platforms I'm really, really on the most. Um, so, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Well, we'll definitely link you up, put it in the show notes so everybody can go to you because uh, you're that top person, like I said, that I lean on and I go to for everything. So I really appreciate you, my friend. It's been an honor being able to interview I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on. Yo, thank you guys for tuning in again. Don't forget, leave a five-star rating and review. Join our Calibrated Man Facebook group. It's going to be in the show notes. So just click on that. That'll take us to the Facebook group. That's where you're going to be able to talk one-on-one and actually give uh, you know actual solutions about podcasting and so forth. So you guys are going to want to join there if you want to up your game and transform your clients' businesses and lives by starting a podcast and sharing your journey. I've got my story, you got yours I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor Then looked the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset Before there's no time left